today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. Give us ears to hear your truth and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw. be only one or two steps forward in my journey than you are, but let me come alongside you. Can we get together and just, just man, how about Thursday mornings, just come together and pray? How about Saturday afternoons, just for an hour, break away from the busyness of our life and come together, share a cup of coffee and the word and an encouragement with you. You know, if you're walking in Christ, you've been in Christ for a while, maybe it's time for you to be a Paul to another Timothy. And I'm going to guarantee you this. I guarantee you, money-back guarantee, okay? If you become a Paul to someone else, to another Timothy or Titus, I guarantee you, you will grow. Who can you come alongside to disciple? In today's message from Pastor David, we learn the importance of discipleship. Just like Paul came alongside Timothy, we too are to come alongside others to help disciple them in their faith. Whenever we help another person grow in their faith, we also grow in our own faith. It's important that we mature in faith so that we can help encourage others to mature in theirs. Reach out to someone this week. Who can you disciple toward a stronger walk with Christ? Now here's Pastor David with part two of his message, Apostles and Disciples. you and I today in the culture that we're living right now, how well do we represent Christ? In our everyday life, in our everyday actions, in our movings in and out of the culture in which we live, are we truly representatives of Jesus Christ or are we stealth Christians moving and interacting throughout the world without the world ever knowing truly the faith that we have? and the hope that's ours. How about when we go through personal trials and and struggles within our lives? How well do we represent Jesus Christ? How well do we do as his representatives, presenting his truth and his message to a lost and dying world that's around us? In the midst of my own trials, am I suddenly all about me, or am I still able to give glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ? Am I still able to point people to the hope that's within me, though on the outside it looks like it is a hopeless situation? Is there an inner hope within you and I that then can shine through the apparent circumstances that we are surrounded with to truly declare that within us there is something far greater than this temporal world that we live in, that there is within us there is something far more supreme than the circumstances that we find ourselves surrounded with. Guys, each of us as believers in Jesus and as children of God, we need to know, we need to fully understand that we ourselves are representatives of the Most High God, 
of Jehovah, Almighty God, the one and true God. Each one of us who dare claim the name of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are representatives of the Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Each one of us are representatives of the kingdom of God and the purposes that he has for the world that's around us. Guys, if you haven't figured it out yet, that's the very reason that you're called into the kingdom. We are called into his kingdom to be salt and light to the world that's around us. We are called into his kingdom to be those representatives to a lost and dying world that's around us. But I want you to see today, the fact is, is that each one of us, we have a portion of this call of apostle, that call of representative to the world. We can't get away from that. We are, each one of us, within the culture that we live, and each one of us, actually, we live in different portions of that culture. The friends that we have, the the neighborhoods that we live in, the jobs that we go to daily, the families that we have, each one of us in our own particular culture, we are called, we have that calling of an apostle within our lives. No, that's not apostle with a capital A. It's not an office within the church. No, it is a place, it's a position, it's a ministry, it's a gift, it's a calling to be a representative to the world that's around us. Each and every believer stands as a representative of Christ and the kingdom of God to our culture. Do you have the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus within your life? How you live your life in respect of your actions and your words, how well do they represent the Lord Jesus Christ? How well do they declare the truth of the kingdom of God? Paul certainly understood that living our lives as representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ was going to be difficult in the midst of a non-believing world. Even if you come from a believing family, even if you have a job there, you are surrounded by Christians. For you and I to continue to maintain our our declaration, our standards, our, our, our actions, our attitudes for the things of Christ still goes against our human nature, and it definitely goes against the things of this world. We need to be clearly encouraged. We need to be continually challenged. We need to be, again, pointed in the right direction on a continual basis. That's why through the word of God, through fellowship with other believers, that iron sharpening iron, that's why we need those things within our lives to keep us focused, keep us going the right way. Paul writes here, I am writing to you, Timothy, a beloved son. We'll look more at that relationship as we get into the body of the letter. But even as we shared in our study in in 1 Timothy, there was this great spiritual bond between this older apostle and this young man, this young man now serving as both a pastor and an evangelist. Paul looked upon him as as a son, one that he had mentored, one that he had discipled. I, I believe he had the same kind of relationship with Titus. In Titus, he speaks of Titus as being a true son son in our common faith. But let me take a little bit of a side trip this morning in the time that remains. I want to spin off of this whole idea of the relationship of Paul and Timothy today to speak really to 
our place, our position, and our calling within the body of Christ. I don't want to get too far, but I think that we're going to profit, hopefully, from a look at that relationship. Let me ask you this morning, do you ever think about who it was who was responsible for leading you to Christ? Or the one that discipled you in your walk and in your growth in Christ? Let me ask you a more direct question. Was there any one person responsible in you coming to Christ? Was there any one person who came alongside you in the midst of your journey, the beginning of your journey, and any part of your journey to walk with you, to encourage you, to disciple you, or to mentor you? Is there anybody within your life that's taken that place? For some of you this morning, that's going to be a hard question. I can tell you one of the most challenging things for us is to find those that are impacting our life, again, in a positive way to continue to grow in Christ. The sad history of the church as a whole is the failure to disciple and to mentor. We may do well in evangelism, but where do people go to continue on in their walk? Where do people go to, 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 to be challenged in their growth in the Lord? Oh, we can easily say, oh, here, here's another Bible study. Be sure and attend that. And, and, and to a certain extent, that, that does help. It does begin getting that process of getting people grounded in the Word of God. That's as long as it's a decent Bible study, right? <laughs> But where are the Pauls of our generation who are taking Timothys and Tituses under their wings and pouring into them what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ? Where are those that would come alongside of new believers, those that would come alongside of those that are still young in their faith? And when I say young in the faith, I understand maybe you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ decades ago, but the problem is you're still young in the faith. Even as Paul told the church at Corinth, he says, by now you ought to be teachers, but the problem is you're still a babe, and I need to talk to you, and I need to deal with you as babes in Christ because of your immaturity, when really by now you ought to be teachers. When Paul was first converted there on the road to Damascus, the Lord immediately sent a man by the name of Ananias, and Ananias began to speak into Paul's life to encourage him. And then we read in Acts chapter 9 that, that Paul actually spent several days there with the disciples in Damascus. I believe that that was the beginning of his first being discipled. But a little bit later, a, a mature believer, a man by the name of Barnabas, came, and, and as Barnabas came alongside him, his, his name means the son of encouragement. As, as Barnabas came alongside of him, I believe that Barnabas began to encourage him. I believe that Barnabas began to mentor him even as they started out on their missionary journeys. Paul was the guy that was formerly known as Saul of Tarsus. Remember, the persecutor of the church. But it's in Acts chapter 13 that we see where as he matures in the faith, he's now known as Paul. And the ministry team that was formerly known as Barnabas and Saul has now been changed to Paul and Barnabas. There's been a dynamic change here. The student, I believe, has advanced to the position of teacher through his own spiritual growth. 
the disciple has now become the one who disciples. Beloved, that didn't happen magically. It did not happen overnight in Paul's life, nor will it happen that way in your life. Discipleship and mentoring need to take place for a believer to fully grow and to be equipped for the work of the ministry. And guys, I understand that over the last several decades, the church in general, at least in the United States, has not done a very good job of discipling or mentoring. Oh, maybe there's been pockets here and pockets there, but by and large, we as the church have not done a good job. Unfortunately, even, this church, our church, your church, we've not done a very good job of discipling and mentoring. But if we truly desire for our church to have a solid and a beneficial impact on the culture that we live in, if we truly desire that our church replicates herself in a healthy way to the next generation, guys, we've got to disciple. We've got to purposefully and directly begin mentoring. And some within the fellowship here, you you, you look and say, man, that, that that would scare me to death to do that. Guys, we must do it. As older brothers and sisters come alongside that new or even the current generation of believers, to be able to come alongside them with with a love and a care and a concern for an individual and simply say, how are you doing in your walk in Christ? How can I pray for you? How can I be an encouragement to you? Guys, I know that for every possible Paul that might be within this fellowship, there are dozens and dozens of Timothys, those that need to be encouraged, those that need to be challenged, those that need to have some kind of accountability within their life to another brother or a sister in Christ. If you are a mature believer in Jesus Christ, or even if you're a, let me put it this way, a maturing believer in Jesus Christ. Because listen, even Paul says, I, I don't count that I've obtained. We're all in the process of growth. Amen? We, we understand that. We know that. But if we are maturing in Christ, then we need to recognize that there are a host of Timothys all around us. There are men, women, young people, and even children who have yet to come to any kind of maturity in their faith that are in this fellowship right now. And some of them have been in Christ for years, if not decades. And yet you look at their life, it would not take long in speaking to them to realize they're not mature in their faith. There's men and women, young people and children within this fellowship that have yet to develop lifestyles and habits that enable them to be able to stand against the attack of the enemy. And that's why individual after individual, family after family get hit by the enemy and they fall and we never see them again. Folks are getting beaten up by the world and by the enemy. Families are under great attack. The youth, the children are under great attack. This is nothing new. But beloved, this is the ongoing attempt of the enemy to lessen the influence of the gospel to our culture. And the only way that we can turn that around is when we purposefully take a stand 
as individuals and as a church to come against that and to walk hand in hand with brothers and sisters in Christ, encouraging one another, challenging one another in our walk in Christ. Beloved, there are men and women, young people and children within this fellowship. Oh, that they, they know the love of God, but they have absolutely no concept or understanding of the majesty and the splendor of who God really is because they're not growing in him. They're never really fully understanding the might and the power that is at their disposal when they cast all their cares upon him, when they cry out to him in the midst of the situations and the life that they're in. There's men, women, young people, and children within this fellowship who have never been personally challenged never been personally accountable to a brother or a sister in Christ. Someone that would come up and not out of condemnation, but out of love and concern for my spiritual welfare and say, how's your quiet time? Do you have one? Do you have a time when you turn off all the electronics, you shut down all the noise, and you just sit before Almighty God and allow Him to speak into your life? How many of us have someone that we are accountable to that they have the right because we know their love for us to come and speak to us? How are you doing in your own personal Bible study? Are you studying the word at all? Oh, I read a little here, a little there. No, I'm talking about sitting down, taking some time. It's easy for us to watch for an hour American Ninja Warriors, you know, but how about an hour within the word of God? I'm sorry, did I step on toes? No. (laughs) How's the consistency of your walk and your faith? You know, it's one thing for me to ask those questions up here because there's a great distance between me and you right now. But when somebody comes face to face, arm to arm, arm around our shoulder, says, brother, sister, how are you doing in your walk? Do you have somebody that you can honestly say, It stinks right now. The church, by and large, is missing that. This church, by and large, is missing that. My prayer, my desire, is that soon we change that around and we start becoming Timothys and Pauls. Is there someone in your life that you can look at and you know, you know what, I haven't haven't arrived yet either. I might be only one or two steps forward in my journey than you are, but let me come alongside you. Can we get together and just, just, man, how about Thursday mornings, just come together and pray? How about Saturday afternoons, just for an hour, break away from the busyness of our life and come together, share a cup of coffee and the word and an encouragement with you? You know, if you're walking in Christ, you've been in Christ for a while, maybe it's time for you to be a Paul to another Timothy. And I'm going to guarantee you this. I guarantee you, money-back guarantee, okay? If you become a Paul to someone else, to another Timothy or Titus, I guarantee you, you will grow. You will grow. Because that's the way that the Spirit works. As we give out, He fills up even greater. So many come in here week after week. They come from one Bible study to another. 
Maybe they go from one church to another, and yet they never really grow in their faith. They never move from being a student to the point of becoming a teacher. And guys, I believe that one of the reasons we struggle to have enough Sunday school teachers and Bible study leaders is because we've allowed ourselves to be satisfied with just enough Jesus. Just enough. Oh, I'm saved. God didn't call you to himself just to save you. God called you to himself to be a part of the body of Christ, to be a representative of the kingdom of God in the culture that we live. I think that one of the reasons that we don't share our faith with our friends and with our neighbors or even with strangers is because we've allowed ourselves to be satisfied with just enough knowledge of the word of God. Oh, I memorized the Roman road. We did that a few months ago, but gee, I don't know if I could remember all of them now. You see, we don't share our faith because we're afraid that somebody's going to ask us a question and we don't know this word well enough to be able to come up with any kind of a reasonable answer. And to our own shame, we have more Bibles available to us than any other generation that has ever existed on the planet. I dare say that we could probably talk to most of you, and if you don't have two or three dead tree versions, you've probably got at least 15 or 20 electronic versions. We are without excuse in the knowledge of the Word of God other than our own laziness and our own lack of pursuit of the things of God. And guys, one of the reasons we don't see victories and the overwhelming power of God's Holy Spirit in our lives is because we've allowed ourselves to be satisfied with partial obedience and failed disciplines. I tried that. Yeah, I tried that. Oh, man, years ago I tried. I tried having a quiet time. It just never worked out. Oh, I tried studying my Bible on a regular time, but that just never worked out. You know, in, in, in my heart, I want to do the things that God wants me to do, but, you know, it's really hard in this world and in this time to, to do that. And I think God understands the weaknesses of my flesh, and so we just move on. We become satisfied with partial obedience. We become satisfied with failed disciplines within our lives. And so we don't walk in victory. We don't walk truly in power. We expect God to wave his magic wand of the Holy Spirit over us and then suddenly I'm going to be so victorious and I'm going to be so filled with the Spirit that I'll be able to conquer everything that would come at me. But beloved, that's not the way it works. Christian growth is a discipline of life. And I don't know about you, but I need those in my life that come to me and say, how are you doing? How's your walk? How's that struggle that you've been having? We talked about that months ago. I've been praying for you in that area. Beloved, the church needs to be serious about being the church, the body of Christ. I end with this. Are you a son or daughter in the faith to anyone? And is there anyone who is a son or a daughter in the faith? to you.
That's all we have time for today on The Open Word. We hope today's message has touched you. Pastor David Landry will continue teaching through the book of 2 Timothy on the next edition of The Open Word. But right now, we'd like to share how you can hear more from Pastor David. Just visit TheOpenWord.com and click on Teachings to hear or download past messages. You can also get in contact with us with any questions you might have or let us know how we can be praying for you on your faith journey. Give us a call at 520-836-9676. That's 520-836-9676. You can also connect with us on Facebook. We are thankful that you've listened to today's message, but we want to make sure that this isn't your only source of spiritual nurturing. We encourage you to find a church family who will help you grow in your walk with God. If you live in or are visiting the Casa Grande area, Pastor David has an invitation just for you. Hey, thanks, Chris. You know, I'd like to personally invite you to join us here at Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Word of God. We meet every Sunday at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the morning, as well as Wednesday evening and Saturday evening at 6.30. You can find our address and directions by visiting theopenword.com and following the links to our church page. I look forward to meeting you in person and sharing this journey of faith with you. Thanks, Pastor David. That's all we have time for today. But be sure to tune in next time for more from the book of 2 Timothy, right here on The Open Word. Make us more.